What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the In The Round podcast. Been a few weeks. We've been busy. A lot of shit going on here in Nashville, Tennessee. I'm your host, Matt Burrill. Uh, today, we've got a really cool one. One I've been wanting to do for a while, just because it's, it's like everybody's got that crazy uncle. And this guy's kind of like my crazy older brother, uncle, that I've gotten to know a lot. Exactly a year ago, I actually met him. And we'll get into that story a little bit later on into this. But i got to tell you guys about our sponsors real quick. Whaletail Media, the content kings here in Nashville, Tennessee. Make sure you guys check them out, whaletail.com. Our partners here with In The Round from the get-go. We love whales and BZ and Gracie and the whole crew over there. So check them out, whaletail.com. Saxman Studios, our studio partner, Grady, Grant, Will, Tim, um, I'm trying to think. They got so many folks over there. Dylan, um, that absolutely crush it. Uh, so make sure you guys check them out. You're looking for a place to record here in Nashville, Tennessee. Saxman Studios, a great place to check out. Visit them at saxmanstudios.com. And then last but certainly not least, our friends in the green world, Trailside CBD Emporium, Delta 8 THC. We give out pre-rolls at our rounds now, and it is all legal. It gets you high. The shit works. It's awesome. We love it, and we know you'll love it, too. Check them out, trailsidecbd.com. Use the promo code ITR, and you can save 20%. And, of course, if you guys like the episode today, which I know you will, today's going to be fucking hilarious. I don't know what's going to be said. I'm very much looking forward to it uh, with our good buddy, Mr. Terry Adams. You guys, make sure to leave five stars, leave a review, tell your friends, tell your grandma, tell your uncle, tell whoever uh, about the In The Round podcast. We'd appreciate it very much. Now we're going to get into it with one of my best buddies, uh, a guy that still lives in Alabama but is up here in Nashville, Tennessee because he is working on his new project. We're very, very excited about it. Y'all are going to love this one with Mr. Terry BDT Adams. This is the In The Round podcast. So, Terry, how the fuck are you doing, bud? Hi, dude. I'm living the dream, man. You this are. is like the top 10,000 things I wanted to be doing today. It's pretty cool. It's like- <laughs> well, well, you talk about living the dream. You've been doing music for a long fucking time. I've only known you for a year. I've only known about you for probably like a year and like three weeks because yeah. I first found out about you, Matt, Alex, like the whole, like the, the Bama crew yeah. through having having Trey Lewis on on the podcast when all the ddid stuff started and he he was talking about all the all how he has his band that he's had for a long time and wild stories and all all kinds of fun stuff then of course i get to know you and we've been now good buddies for about a year you almost killed me one night that was one time that wasn't your fault okay that wasn't my fault i'll leave that person out yeah we will leave that person out but um but dude so you're up here in nashville right now you've you've been coming up here for years but Working on a solo project. Yeah, I'm doing an EP, and we did we did all the tracking today, and it was fun. Those guys can play, so I'm just honored they're letting me sing my own songs. Yeah, dude. Um, and you're recording it with another mutual friend of ours. Yeah, uh, um, Ben Miller. And so, how did that all come to be? Because I think I remember the the conversations. Like you, you've been talking about it for a while. You've obviously put out solo stuff. So you've had music out there. You've been in bands, done all that kind of stuff. Yeah. How did how did it come to be where Ben was going to record the project? Well, we um, me and Ben had written together over Facebook like three years ago. Really? Yeah. We um, long hair Ben Miller. Yeah, long hair. He was playing <laughs> with Riley, and uh, we had met, and run into each other at shows, and uh. He said he messaged me one day or something. Said he liked my songs and stuff. And I was like, "Well, hey, I got all these. I haven't finished." And we just started writing them together. 
And um, then when he we he joined the band, just in the van, Trey would play my songs, or and he liked a whole lot of nothing. And we started talking about it, just saying I wanted to record. And it just one day he was like, "Hey, let's do it." And uh, which I couldn't have done it, you know, on my own. So Trey's a big part while we're doing this, you know. He's yeah. he's taking care of it, which I'm very grateful because nobody does that, you know. Yeah. So, but Ben hired a bunch of guys, his friends, and um, Gideon and Gabe Klein at Shuffle Brothers Studios, and was it Gallatin? And um, Gideon Bowley and Ben Miller playing guitar, Ben producing, um, Ethan Barrett engineering. Um, Noel Basisti playing drums, and then Gideon and Gabe playing violin, organ, Rhodes. Yeah, because that's the thing. People are going to think this is a guitar player and a cunt for a country act. He's he's going to be playing country music, but your your shit is. I don't even know if I can put it in a genre because you've got so many different influences, and you've got you've got the rock background, you've got the blues background, you've got the soul. You, you're a piano guy. Like there's going to yeah, be all kinds of different cool things going on in the project. Yeah, this it, I think Matt McElwain went with me today, and we stayed there all day, and it's kind of a good mixture. It does have some country flair to it. Um, playing country for so long, I think you kind of add it to it, you know. Yeah. But uh, it does have the rock, the Black Crows influence, yeah. the Leon Russell, you know the weird timing because i can't play any better you know which luckily i'm not playing on this i'm just singing which that's rough too but it's better than me playing guitar on it when you got ben and i think maybe even dave elder is going to come in and do some stuff oh, on nice. it. so like three four five badass guitar players and pedal steel i mean it's got i was really happy today it's probably been the first project recording wise that i've after we've done it i've been like oh man my 30 monthly listeners might go up a little bit on Spotify. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I'm sure it will. So so going back, so you're from Birmingham, uh, mm-hmm. a common place in, in music that a lot of folks have heard about. Um, be, if you're a fan of country music in the South, like or just country music in general, yeah. Birmingham is a town that gets mentioned in a lot of songs. It's, and it's not just country music, all kinds of music. So for you, yeah. when did music become a, become a thing? Uh, I started, um, I told my mom, when I was five years old, I had this little cheap piano, like a toy. You know, it's plastic. And I, I came in there. My mom sang in a band. My stepdad is a great drummer, played with a lot of big-time people. He's a studio musician. And um, But when I was five, I came in and had this song. It was terrible. Like, I, it didn't even make sense. But I wrote it. My mom put it in this little frame thing, and we still have it. But I told him at five, I was like, I want to write songs. You know, it was a way I was an angry child, you know, and uh, so that was a way of coping, you know, just, I didn't know how to play an instrument yet. I wanted to be a drummer at first, and... Uh, well, that's a way to get the anger out, boom, boom, oh, yeah. boom. But yeah. if you see me play drums, you realize why I quit that. <laughs> yeah. And then I started playing um, piano, and I really liked it, but uh, what for everything I was doing growing up, I, guitar was always, that was kind of cool, you know. So I was around music, my mom played in bands. My stepdad played in bands. My dad and stepmom made sure I, I mean, they bought me instruments and, you know, so I was always around it. And to me, it was only, you know, I didn't go to therapy, you know, um, so it was my outlet to get out my anger and frustration. And yeah. so I was always around it. And that's all, that's the only thing I ever wanted to do all through school. I told every teacher in every grade, I'm going to be a songwriter and musician. And most of them said I wouldn't, but 
it worked out so far. Yeah. So for you, when was like your first gig, either doing the solo thing or playing in somebody's band? Uh, no, the first uh, real gig I ever had. I mean, I would sit in with my mom's band. Like I, she started taking me to bars with her when I was a kid, you know, and they let me sing or play around. And first job I ever got, a band came through North Alabama and they were a rockabilly band, played like Elvis and Rocky Top Tennessee, stuff like that. And uh, they were called the Martini Shakers, and they still play, but their drummer couldn't make it. So they hired me. And everything they play is a shuffle. I didn't even know what a shuffle was. So I had went, went in that night at like 14 years old, asked my stepdad what a shuffle was. He showed me, and I went and just butchered their gig. <laughs> they paid me, but I played four hours with them. Oh, wow. So your first, four, your first of many four-hour gigs. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that began, like I did it. You know, when I could, when you're 14, 15, 16, you know, you can't get into a lot of the places. And so um, I would do it whenever I could or places that would let me have, that would let me play. And um, I played drums with some church guys, you know, growing up and then started playing guitar. A guy named Bo Bristow, who lives in Nashville now, um, when I was, you know, I think a teenager, he said, hey, man, why don't you try this? And he started showing me how to play chords and he was a great guitar player went to uh, Belmont and still a great guitar player but he wrote songs and I was like man I'm gonna be like this guy and he was in that Christian band and all those guys were always pushing me showing me stuff saying hey write songs keep writing keep writing and I did so I did that for a little while and then I started doing the little songwriter things when I was a teenager and playing around but when I was Late teens, early 20s, uh, I started my own rock band, and uh, it was called Four Years Wasted, and it was me and my brother and my two cousins who were brothers, and uh, we did that for a few years and recorded an album and got to play some cool shows and do some cool things, but that broke up, and uh, I quit for a couple of years. How, what was that experience of touring like versus now when you're you're in your 30s and you're you're doing, now you've... You fast forward to X amount of years. What's the touring experience now like compared to what it was like then? Uh, well, What's the difference? Yeah, well, when I was younger, I wasn't, you know, I didn't follow all the rules. I, I still don't, you know, I'm pretty <laughs> wild. But back then I did just a lot of stupid shit. So No, but I'm saying just in general, like logistically uh, wise, like is that, like, was that like hard, was that like the the, the stereotypical like van rock yeah, that band was, uh, and SUV rock touring? Going to gigs, or? like literally we framed it. We have it at my mom's house in the dining room, which is all music and pictures of people that's played. And we literally made $11. Our first show, we played this place that's no longer there in Dothan. I won't name the names, but they follow me on Instagram, but. They had a place in Dothan, and we show up and we play, and literally we made eleven dollars. And we had we, had, you know, had a sound man. We, you know, had all that. You had expenses. We rented a van, you know, <laughs> oh, uh, about died on the way there, about wrecked, and uh, got there and played, and we thought we killed it. I've watched it on YouTube, and it was shit. But at the time, we thought we killed it, and we made eleven dollars, so we didn't even spend it. We just framed it. <laughs> and uh, so it was like you play a show just hoping you made enough money to get back. Yeah, you're you know? do, you're literally doing it because you love it. That's it. Where was the farthest places you went with that band? I mean, like outside of Alabama, or was it pretty southeast? Yeah, regional? it was. Yeah, it wasn't. You know, that band wasn't. We didn't know how to do anything marketing. We didn't know anybody anywhere else, and really, we were scared to take any big chances. You know, we were young. Um, our bass player when we started was like 11 years old. Wow. And uh, his brother was 14, Caleb and Taylor. And so 
they were in school, you know, and I was being an idiot and probably corrupting them. And uh, <laughs> so, but we didn't do too much, like far off. Um, I've been around, like I went around playing, you know, yeah. with other bands and stuff, traveled, been, you know, South Dakota and all the cool stuff. Like, yeah. I mean, everybody in the band pretty much has done that. Matt's done it with other people. And, yeah. But those aren't, I, this, even with Trey, like even before Dick down in Dallas, we always just had fun together. Yeah. You know, like you said, me and you wanted to kill each other one time. Me and Trey in eight years have only wanted to kill each other one time. Like, <laughs> yeah, where which, it almost came to like. Which is very impressive. Yeah, like, but we're both pretty blunt people too. Yes. So we'll say, hey, fuck off, man. And yeah. he can say it to me and nobody, we don't get mad. Yeah. You know, we harass yeah. each other. Now, Trey tells the story on stage every night um, when he introduces you. Um, and that talks about open mic night, Birmingham. So do you remember that night? Uh, yeah. what had, and it was, that wasn't your first time going to that open mic, right? I would yeah, imagine. it was. Was it actually your first? I had quit playing for like two years. I okay. just didn't care about the politics anymore, the clickiness of music. I just wanted to write because I like writing music. I didn't give a shit if it was successful, you know. I just wanted to write. It was, it was your free therapy. Yeah, and I, I mean, then I got caught up with writing, you know, coming to different cities and writing for people, and it was more of a a game or a be this or be that. And I was like, I don't care about that, man. I just want to write songs. And um, so I didn't play anywhere for like two years. And um, David Hill, who's a friend of Trey's and mine, kept telling me, hey, man, I love your songs. You're a good writer. You need to get out. And I was like, I don't care about that. You know, I'm done. I had a job, you know, so I was like, I'm fine. And then my wife was like, hey, go to Guitar Center, let's go buy you a guitar. You need to start playing again. I was like, okay. So we did it. And that night, David called me and said, hey, Rick Carter has an open mic every night at Bar 31, every Wednesday. And I'd never been, never been to the bar, never been to this open mic. And I walk in, and Trey's playing. And I was like, oh, man, these are, these are good songs. And uh, he was playing, like, Blame It On Me and yep. Love the Leaving Out of You and Desert loves the rain, you know, stuff like that. That falsetto, baby. Yeah, yeah. That went away, you know. Hard work and does that to you. Yes, it does. Um, but so I got up and played a few songs and we started talking and he was like, Hey man, uh, I need a guitar player, you know, you sing harmony and I was like, Yeah. So he called me the next day and he got my number that night, and then the next day he called me and was like, Hey, you want a job? And I was like, Sure. He was like, All right, we're gonna have practice this weekend. So I go and I practiced for like, we practiced two times. And then they had a show like on Saturday. And I wasn't going to play at first. I was just going to practice those two days and then start the next week. Because he had like 65 songs, you know. And I did not listen to country. Um, So he added a few songs, you know, that I sang and stuff, rock stuff. And then ended up that Saturday, he was like, hey, why don't you just come play this gig? So we did. And I mean, I probably it was probably awful on my where, part. Where was it? It was, uh, well, we played, first we played, I sat in with him and played, you know, about an hour of a set of an acoustic set with him, but it was at uh, Southern Kitchen in Birmingham. It was a restaurant, so nobody's really coming there to hear you anyway. Yeah. So it was probably good. That's the 90 pick for me to start, because, uh, you know, I didn't start really playing guitar until like three years ago, so I was really shitty back then. I'm still, I'm just kind of shitty right now, you know. <laughs> um, but and I didn't dance around. I didn't drink then. You know, I didn't move around. I didn't yeah. run around on stage, right, like an idiot, like I do now. So, it was a different Terry. You know. Yeah. When when did that all start being like where where you started really becoming the performer? 
Because uh. <laughs> you, you are, like, everybody, what's really cool about our show, and I know I'm, I might be a little, little biased because I'm a part of it all now, but, like, everybody's moving around. Like, you, yeah. Mitch, Ben does his shit, Matt's back there. Anytime you guys have an opportunity to throw your middle fingers in the air, y'all are doing oh, yeah. it. Like, when did that become a thing? So, um, I started one night, where was it, Georgia or Mississippi, Birmingham Southern? It was a college. We were playing this frat party. And I hadn't drank in set six or seven years. Like, um, I just used to get carried away. So I was like, you know, I'm going to take a break from all the chemicals and drinking. And then one night I was like, hey, you know what? I'm going to have, and I never even, Fireball wasn't around when I quit drinking. So I'd never had it. And uh, so we played this frat party and I'd take, I'm like, I'm going to drink tonight. And I start taking a shot and taking another one and I get a buzz and, that's when BDT, you know, like started running around, pouring beer on myself, you know, <laughs> doing stupid shit. And then Trey was like, all right, that's what we're doing. You know? <laughs> this is the show. <laughs> yeah, this is, you know, that's, that's fine. And then, so then it became like a coping mechanism because I'm really insecure on stage, especially if I don't have a beer or two, you know. See, that that to me, I, I have a tough, t- like, I, I totally believe you, but like just watching you up there, you guys all look so confident when you're up there, but I don't know that. I'm, I get up on a stage once every other week and I just introduce people for yeah. like a minute and a half, like maybe a total of 10 minutes I'm up there. Mm. But like, I don't quite get the, like you, like, do you still have that stage? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's not, I don't, I'm not really, I'm scared. Like, I know the people are going to be fine because 90% of the people, they don't really know if I mess up. I'm more, I'm, I don't want to let myself down or the band, you know? Yeah. I don't want to, and if I do, and I'm thinking about it too much, if I'm sitting there and playing and I mess up, I think about it for 30 minutes and I'm like, man, then I mess up again because you're just overthinking yeah. it. Oh, yeah. I feel, I'm, you know me, I'm a classic. Yeah. Kind of so, and I, I just don't want to let down the group, you know? Like, I don't want to, if I fuck up and make Matt fuck up or make Trey fuck, it's just, irritating so when i'm running around it's kind of like they think i'm confident so it kind of covers up and i don't worry about it as much yeah now when was the first night that you met mitch goshi because you and the hoss cat are like work wives on uh, in the van on the bus on the in the green room hotels and um and on stage what's when when did you and mitch he uh, started playing with us like three years ago just like on cover gigs and we had Josh McAvoy who played with us a lot and he worked a lot, you know. So Mitch started filling in here and there. And uh, it just became <laughs> the first night we went out and really partied. You know, it didn't end well for him. But after that, we just were party animals, you know. Yeah. We we like to drink and have a good time and be loud and obnoxious and get on everybody's nerves yeah. when they're sober and trying to sleep. Yeah. You know, go in hotel rooms and scream at people. Um <laughs> And me, him, and Matt, just for a while, every night after the show, it was just balls the th- the to the th- wall. Three, three amigos. Yeah. Matt, you know, sometimes Matt gets a little crazy over there drinking. Yeah. But. No, you guys all do. That's why I have, no, everybody, I just, that's why, that's why I have everybody's location. We just got to give Matt a hard time, okay? Yeah, that's why I've got everybody's location minus Mitch because he's, he's on the flip phone. Oh, right? yeah, and I'm kind of pissed at you because the other night I tried to see what you were doing. And you stop sharing your location with well, me. I don't have you. Don't have mine. I have yours. I want me to share? I, I'll share it with yeah, you. Yeah, I want to see right it. fucking now, Terry. Yeah, I will do that. The, we got video proof of it. Yeah, yeah. I'm about to share my location. Uh, this is the first Terry time Adams. I've been in front of a camera and hadn't had to get naked, so that's really nice. 
Christ. Y'all All right. Pay me, motherfucker. Here we go. Let's see. Set, share my location indefinitely. There you go. Now, watch. We're going to be out somewhere, and I'm going to be the one lost, and Terry's going to be like, oh, wait, I have Bill's oh, yeah. location. Well, see, here's the thing. I'm the professional one, and my phone's hidden. Okay? <laughs> I've never done a podcast before. Never even been on one. No one invites me. So, Well, I'm happy to be the first one. I'm glad somebody canceled. I got to come in. <laughs> hey, hey, this is not Friendsgiving. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mom. Yeah, right. Um, but um, what, what, what else? Um, so for you two, you're a guy that's been – so everybody kind of has a stereotype of mm-hmm. the South and Alabama. People don't really get out and around much. Like Matt yeah. Wayne hasn't been on, a, on an airplane. Yeah, you've been you're somebody that's been very well traveled, been all over the place. For you, what's what's that been like? Let's talk about some other shit besides music because you are like a Rasputin, like you're yeah. you're one of the deepest thinkers I fucking know. You and Ryan Nelson both like to party and give off this uh, just the vibe of like the the wild crazy, but deep conversations. Like you're a guy for that. So yeah, you, I, where where was the first place you traveled outside of Alabama, outside of the South? I mean, you know, like growing up, I would go to the beach. But the beach is kind of like little New York. Yeah. Florida. You go to South Florida. I had family in South Florida. And you would go there. And I always loved the thought of a big city when I was younger. And so I wanted to go places. I wanted to see others. I just always felt there was more than just this one thing. I didn't like the way, like, growing up in churches and stuff. I just didn't like the closed off, like, everyone just, here's how it is. You can't think outside of that. I just always felt there was more, so I started reading a lot and seeing places and visiting places, and when I got old enough and had money, you know, we wanted to travel. I want my kids to see the world. I don't want them to, if they want to live here, that's fine, but I want them to say, hey, I want to leave and move somewhere. Yeah. You know, I want them to chase, I don't care what it is, I want to support them. It changes them, but- your perspective so much, too, when you see so much more. Like, I'm very different than what I was three years ago, yeah. because I've, I'm now living in a completely different place than where I grew up. Yeah, and the... The joking thing, like I joke a lot with people, but most of that's just to cover up. Like I do it because I don't want to be serious, yeah. you know. But I do. I love to read. Me and Mitch, we pick, we go to bookstores and stuff, and pick out books and learn different languages. Or you know, we're trying to learn languages. You guys are always practicing your Spanish. Yeah, and Mitch <laughs> is doing German now too. Wow, which I've learned a good bit in several languages just to talk to people, you know. Yeah. But uh, I like to read. Like to me, TV's just. I don't want to. I can't sit down and just watch it all the time because I feel like attention spans short. A book, you kind of make your own movie. You know, you can put whatever face to whichever character, and and you learn something. What was, what was, what was the last book you read? Oh man, Let's see, uh, last one I think I read was uh, "Dandelion Wine" by Ray Bradbury. I saw it on a girl's podcast that I watch, and she had read it. Um. But I think that was the last one I read, you know, and complete. I've started several, you know, I have yeah, several going. Yeah, you get busy. But I love documentaries, too, like, or biographies, autobiographies of yeah. musicians and the wild people. Yes, the, there are lots of, lots of wild people that, yeah. have, uh, that have been out there. Speaking of wild, you talk about jokes. Um, how long was your stand-up comedy thing going for? Because that's another thing a lot of uh, people don't know about. Not very long at all. And then when people talk about the... When, people, when I tell people, like, yeah, Terry used to do comedy, like, oh, it all makes sense now. I, I, I've written a lot of stuff. I, you know, I used to do the little, try to do the open mics, and I'd always get pretty much told to leave because I was offensive. You were, you were going too far outside their box. Yeah, no one's really offended. There's three people offended, and they're somebody that has nothing to do with what you're talking about. They just want to be mad, yeah. you know, for on somebody's behalf. And I never cared because 
to me, if I really felt that way about people, I wouldn't say it, you know. But it was a joke. I just, I like to tell jokes and shock factor. You know how I am. Shock value. Yes, it's yes. all the most inappropriate joke at the inappropriate when, time. Have you always been like that? Well, when I was young, I was always like that around my family. You know, I would always do impressions and make fun of people. Be, be, be that wild card. But I got picked on a lot. Like, when I was little, picked on how a skinny kid with big ears and big teeth and big feet, you know. So, I was like, well, I don't want to fight all these because I was scared to fight people when I was little, you know. So, like, I didn't want to say anything. I didn't want to fight them. So, I'd just be like, I'll just take it. And then after a while, you just start, you know, I was like, oh, I'm pretty fast at coming up with stuff, you know. And then I'd, sometimes I'd get beat up anyway because you know how I get. I'd start cracking and just not stop for like 25 <laughs> yeah. minutes. And yeah. then the dude just beat the shit out of me. So that was fun. But uh, I've always liked to write jokes, you know. Um, Who were some of your favorite? Were you like watching comedy growing oh, up? I love, yeah, I love it. Who were some of your like favorite people watch growing up? Because uh, I know comedy back in the day. There were some inappropriate wild motherfuckers uh, back in the day. Dude, I loved all of it. I, I, like one of the, my dad used to listen to like these old redneck white dudes, you know, like Jerry Clower and stuff. And I always thought it was stupid. Roy D. Mercer, the prank phone calls. Yeah. And I, I was like, man, these are... But the ones he listened to were so corny. But then I found out, like, Richard Pryor and Chris Rock. I mean, yeah. I've seen Chris Rock, and he cracked on white people the whole time, and I thought it was hilarious, yeah. you know. And then now I love Theo Vaughn, and Dave Chappelle's probably, to me, arguably the best comedian ever. yeah. I just like the people that are intelligent. They're smart with their jokes, but they're so funny because they're true. Like they say, I think Bill Burr said, the only joke that's not, the only joke that's inappropriate is not one that's not funny. Yeah. You know, if it's funny, no one cares. Yeah, if it's funny, it's what's supposed to be there. I like Anthony Jeselnik. I He's, don't know if you're familiar with him. Yeah, I He's am. fucked up, but I like him a lot. I liked it when they would put him in a room and like roast the president. Oh, stuff. yeah. Yeah, when he would when he would like roast. I think he was on, he was on the Trump roast. He yeah, was on the Hillary Bieber Clinton. roast. Yeah. The Hillary roast. Yeah, he, he was just, on a bunch of And he's of them. great at it. Yeah. Um, Nikki Glazer's great at yes, roast, too. She she's is. She's hilarious. She, she's really good. And then the one guy I don't think is really good at roast just because I think he's so corny is that Jeff Ross guy. Jeff. I'm not a huge fan. I, it got old for me. Yeah, I mean, I like Jeff Ross. I think he's funny, but I like the ones that are just brutal. Yeah. You know, the people that try to hurt your feelings. Yeah, because that, because, but, but the thing is, they're, they're there because they are your friends, you know? It's like, you got to be able, that's the big thing about having a sense of humor. And that's yeah. an important thing for us being on the road. Oh, you, yeah. you, you get butt hurt. You, you can't be in our if band. If you're easily offended, do not be around me. Yeah, well, do not. Well, it's just how. Anybody, Trey, yeah. will give you a hard time. Ben will dad joke the shit out of you. <laughs> Matt Matt here has been on a roll lately. Yeah, he He's has. been saying some funny stuff. Uh, Mitch. Mitch, I like his jokes because most of the time people don't even get them until like 45 minutes later. Because they're so they're, deep. He thinks yeah. about it. Fucking smart motherfucker. One of the funniest little fuckers in Nashville is Trey Bonner, though. Yes. Now, when did you first meet him? Did you meet him years that, ago? Did you meet him the same night? So we had Bonner on our last episode, and he had talked about a the '65 South Fest, and I guess Trey was playing that, which I would assume at that point you were playing with yeah. Trey. This was a few years ago, and he was down there with Jasper, and that's that Murphy yeah. and all of you guys, all, all the big Alabama. Now everybody's family. Um, but I would assume it was that night, probably at Zydeco or in the Zydeco parking lot or something. Yeah, I, I think it was. I don't know. I was, I'm going to go ahead and tell you I was trashed at Zydeco. I would imagine so. But uh, Lane gets me pretty hammered when I go there. Yeah. Um. So, Because I never really have that much money. So 
usually if I go somewhere like Lane's, like here, Terry, drink some more. Yeah. And uh, but I ever since we met Bonner, man, he's just been like a little brother, you know. Yeah, he's feel, probably my favorite, most favorite person person in Nashville. Yeah, I I would agree with that. He does. He brightens up your day, and uh, he works works his fucking ass off. And he's and, the most loving person. Like, yes, he, agreed. He gives if he's your friend, he's there. Yeah. Know? So. He, and he's been he's funny though. God, he's funny. What's what's been one of your favorite Trey Bonner moments? Oh, uh, when he says like one night he was giggling and stuff and <laughs> said to it like a girl we were talking about, you know, girls and stuff. He was like, That girl don't want to hang out with me, I fuck like the government. <laughs> <laughs> I think I remember that. Yeah, oh, I, think man, I, I lost I think, it. I think I was there. I was in Ben Ben Miller literally had in his phone, he has a list. Of Bonnerisms? Of Bonnerisms. You know, he just saves them. But everybody in the band has their time. Alex Cape's funny as shit, too, sometimes when he's not being a sassy little bitch. (laughs) And I'll tell him that to his face, too. Oh, boy. Oh, man. Uh, That little thick dude. (laughs) When did you you first meet him? Because he's been in the picture for a minute Six years ago? Yeah. um, First time I met him, I went to his warehouse and stuff. Oh, like one of the first times I met I went to met him and uh, we went to his warehouse and he was peeing on the side of a truck and Trey walks by and says, "Hey man, nice dick." <laughs> I was like, "Do we know him?" He was like, "Yeah." Yeah. So. yeah. He was like, "Yeah, that's my manager." And you're like, I, "Oh." <laughs> yeah. But it's funny because Dick down in Dallas wasn't surprising to any of us because we know Trey, you know. But like, he has all these serious songs. Yeah. But that's all. He's also a jokester, you know. He says off the wall shit. He's, yeah, I I think an important part in today's just society in general with the way things are is you got to have a a give a fuck meter. Mm-hmm. You got to still care. You got to you got to want to do shit. You got to be motivated, yeah. but your your give a fuck meter I think has to be at a certain point to yeah. be to to really and I think people kind of appreciate that now because it is authenticity. I think people feel what you feel. Yeah. On stage. Like we don't go out we don't run around and act like idiots because we're trying to get you into it. We enjoy what we do. Like not many people get to go out and play to big crowds and tour and do festivals and dude, get paid uh, to dude, play dude, music. Over, dude, over 130 shows in a year. Cause today's December 3rd. So December 4th was the States. December 4th or 5th was that Statesboro oh, show. Yeah, I remember Cause that. that was, that was Trey's, Trey's birthday. Yep. December 5th, Trey's birthday. The, yeah. We played two days, those two days in a row where you were shitting in people's houses. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, you said that you told that story. Yes, the yeah, yeah, that was I great. That told was the first that last time I met one, you. and then and then Barrel House we went to the next night, and that was another. That was one of my favorite Bonner moments. <laughs> Get drunk, drunk, drunk girl steps through the merch bin. Jesus fucking Christ! <laughs> <laughs> I like the night you had one day COVID and Bonner sold merch, and then when he got done, he was like, "I'm the king of fucking merch." <laughs> Yeah, dude, that was you talk about getting in your head and stuff. That was not my finest moment. Shout out to Wild Greg, uh, one of our favorite club owners out there. Um, Wild Greg, yeah. Um, something, something else too um, that has to do with again the past year. So you guys have been playing with Trey forever mm-hmm. for a long, long time now, and you guys have played all around the state of Alabama, through tipped into Mississippi, Georgia, kind of wherever they pay you to go. And now, in one calendar year, you've sold out Zydeco. You've you've gotten to play Avondale, which mm-hmm. probably was never even a thought. We played there once, and there was like seven and a half people if you squinted your eyes. But was that an opening slot? Was that like a cover slot? Was that yeah, like, was like inside the brewery? I mean, we or played what? originals. It was out on that same stage, but it was it was like a benefit. 
okay. to raise money. For okay, something. so it wasn't like a headline show. And then we've got coming up in in actually it'll be it'll be like a week and a half um, after this when this episode drops. Iron City headlining. Like oh, man. to think for you being a Birmingham guy, like what is what does that mean to you? And to be somebody that that's been ride or die with with TL for a long time, like what what does that feel like to uh, do headline salt Zydeco headline? I, I believe close to sell out for the capacity restrictions, Avondale. Yeah. And now to be have the name, it's going to say Trey yeah, Lewis on the, on the sign yeah. at, at Iron City. What, what's that feel like? Uh, it's great. It's I think it's going to be surreal. I really I think this is probably going to be our most favorite show we've played. I mean, we, we don't know. We're not there yet. But I really think the energy is going to be just your home. You know, you want to prove to these people like that. You want to make it worth their while. You know, me and Trey played at Iron City a lot, opening for people. You know, we used to, we've opened for Chris Jansen, David. I mean, we've opened for tons of people there, but we've never been, you know, the headliner. Yeah. And just to, to hit all those milestones in one year. It's been to, it's, have, to have done Rock the South in a in a further on slot, obviously, weather didn't help us out there. And then to do the Auburn Rodeo, yeah. like, like to, to Soul Kitchen, freaking, um, freaking, um, I mean, Galette's you guys have done before, yeah. but like all these different places in Alabama now not having to do the cover thing, oh, like playing original music for yeah. for 90 minutes. Yeah, and, and people were rec- receiving it. That's yeah. the coolest thing. Dude, having a fucking guitar pick like with your yeah. fucking face and your Are acronym people singing on it. a song you wrote back to you? Yes, yeah, and that's another thing too. So, so one of our, my favorite moments, I think a lot of people's favorite moments in the show, and especially Iron City, that's going to be yeah, that's wild. Gonna be there was there was a night McElwain could tell you there was um, the night I thought I lost my keys. Um, Which in, one? <laughs> one of the first nights. This was uh, Bristol, Tennessee. Yeah. And I thought I lost uh, my yeah. keys that night. We went to play disc golf. We got pals. We all all that all that. Shit. That was the night. That was the day I threw your uh, your frisbee into the tree. Yeah, yeah, you did do that. <laughs> And and the night we uh, we had uh, had an in- interesting time with uh, some of the folks there yeah. uh, after the show, but um, that night I remember I was like side stage where where the merch was set up, and um, I remember McElwain looking over me. He was like he was like he came up to me after the show. I was like, bro, I saw you getting emotional. I was like, yeah, yeah this is fucking cool. During a whole lot of nothing oh, yeah. is when because people there were that was one of the nights. I mean, people sing it back. There's at least like a handful that sing it back every night. Yeah. But that night, people were everybody. Were, that night in Bristol, Tennessee, for whatever reason, I know you guys had never been there. People were singing the fuck out of that song in the front row, and it was just the it was a moment where I was like. This means a lot. Like I'm emotional for you guys yeah. getting to live out your dream and seeing it firsthand. So that night's gonna be really cool. So a whole lot of nothing comes out in the beginning, right as the pandemic hits, yeah. 2020. Yeah. When did that? When was that ride to Auburn? When you guys wrote that? Like, how did that come to be from your side of things? Uh, I mean, I w- I'd already I'd been thinking like these feelings, you know, about the music and. It felt like a dead end because we were working. I mean, we were working hard. You know, we didn't turn down gigs. We played. There were times me and Trey would play 10 shows in five or six days. You know, couldn't talk. We're just, we were like, we're going to take every opportunity and do it. And people would promise us something. You know, they'd be like, well, if you'll do this, this, and this for practically nothing or this, this, and this for this, then we'll give you a bigger stage. And Matt was there too. Like, they're like, do this and we'll give you this. And it never happened. Like, well, we can't do that, you know. So I just, I was angry and fed up. But then also we were like, man, we can get out. Like, we can do this, you know. Like, so it was, it started with these negative feelings of 
working your ass off. And everybody has that. I mean, everybody wants to be a victim sometimes in life. And I mean, not saying it was right, but when I wrote that, started that song, it was like, "Mm, I'm angry and I don't feel like I'm being treated fair. Uh, So I told Trey, I called him up. I was like, hey, man, I got this. Or when we were headed to Auburn to play Sky Bar, I was like, what do you think about this? And he was like, yeah, man. What were, what were the first lines uh, that you had thought of? Was it the whole lot of nothing concept? Or yeah, what yeah. Was, it was just was the, the verse. Like, I had ideas for the verses, like of the um, the radio station plays the same 10 songs, just talking about you can't get in because they have like this. I know they don't have payola, but they still have it in a way. There's, there's a sense. Trust me, I deal with it. Yeah. yeah there's a system. If you don't have the money or the label or the – yeah. So it's publishing. A cool, it, it's hard to get in. It, it can become a cool kid. It's hard to even get rights and stuff sometimes because they're like, well, we want you to be affiliated, you know? Yeah. So it was kind of like that. The radio station plays the same 10 songs. A country boy's hard living, though he's never left home. You know, it's talking about people that were not really country boys or just, it's a gimmick kind of yeah. thing. And then me and Trey got together. That day we brainstormed, you know, riding. And then we got together at his brother's house, Josh, and we're like, you know, let's write this. So we wrote it. And uh, then Trey said, hey. He called me and like the next day, and he was like, hey, man, I got this idea about, you know, so we talked about making it positive, and he came up with that. And um, so, yeah, it was just my whole thing was I was angry. You know, so I was like, there's a whole lot. Of, there's And then it wasn't a knock on anybody, but you would see people that you played with coming up with playing stadiums and stuff, and you're playing to a – empty bar with a leaking roof. Like one night we literally played where water was dropping on our heads, you know? So you'd play that to like six people and you're like, man, can we just get something? Please tell me it pays off because we're getting older, you know? But looking back, a lot of it was just, I mean, I hate to say jealousy, but it was like, you see other people doing things from my perspective. Well, I feel like that's a huge part of, and it's interesting. Again, I know I always talk about Alabama and I'm not, not an Alabamian or whatever, but there are, it it is a scene with a lot of traffic. You guys have a lot of fucking music down there. There's a lot of great writers. There's great writers that nobody has, nobody has any idea about because they're just, they're just stuck. There's so many here now that. I've seen for I mean, years. La- I mean, last night we were we were sitting at Red Door. Yeah, fuck Red Door. We were sitting at Red Door, and um, <laughs> they've we been were, good to me. They, they've been very good to me recently. Um, but we were sitting around the table, and half the people at the table, I didn't even know who some of those guys were, but they were all from Alabama. Yeah. You guys were talking about that that place in Gadsden. Oh, yeah. I think I was like all these like, but you guys were talking about you guys have all played the same gigs and the same shitholes, the same frat parties. Like you, like there's that there's that community like where everybody's kind of doing that same thing, but at the same time, it's you can get stuck. You can like, but I still love it. I like I love the when you're doing a lot of them a year, you get tired of it. Yeah, but looking back, like sometimes I'll go play gigs now. Like just yeah. say, hey, you need a guitar player. It wasn't the like you enjoy playing four hours straight with no breaks, but it's just the that's what you did to get to where you are. Yeah, you know, so you appreciate it. And yeah, me, Mitch, Matt, we still like to do it. You know, occasionally. Yeah, um, yeah man. I mean, it's your you just love what you do so much that you any excuse to do it. You're gonna well, those do people. It. We have several that come to our show still. Those people were you find out like the diehards. Oh yeah, and we've met new even doing this like Randy and them like 
Jason. Jason. Yeah, dude, that dude will drive anywhere. That dude drove from fucking Oklahoma City oh, yeah. to I was like, Birmingham. And he Alabama. knew how to fit in, too, because he told me that girl was his aunt. Yeah. And it was really his girlfriend. I said, oh, you trying to be from Alabama, motherfucker? <laughs> wearing, wearing the fuck map for real shit, yeah, too, he nonetheless. Did, yeah. Oh. Which is, which that's that's a whole other thing. But has there been a moment um, where you were like, "This is fucking crazy"? While we've been out on the road, it took a while because like the first first two gigs were Statesboro and Statesboro, Savannah, but like the first was, several months were just so busy. You know, we didn't have time to stop. And then you're in Texas, like June and July, we didn't go home. Yeah, so you didn't really have time to sit back and say. I think it kicked in for me was Avondale, like. Two years ago, we've gotten to put 40 people in there. You know, then you show up and it's packed. And uh, we got a bus, you know. Yeah. And you show up and then people are singing songs. You know, Trey wrote or I wrote or we co-wrote. You know, like we co-wrote. And they're singing them back to you loud as you are. And I'm like, holy shit. Like Trey came over one part and we just hugged each other. You know, I, I remember like, that. Dude, yeah. this is fucking crazy. Because I had a teacher in like 10th grade. They asked everybody. Ninth or tenth grade, they asked everyone, "What are you gonna do?" And there's all these girls, you know. One of them, they were going to be doctors or veterinarians, and uh, I remember one couldn't even spell veterinarian, but she uh, <laughs> she was gonna be one. I don't know what she is now. I think she's a single mother. But shout out to single moms. Uh, Trey Bonner will take care of you. But uh, they were all saying these things like to me, being a heart surgeon was outlandish. Yeah. And I stood up and said I was going to be a songwriter. And my teacher straight up told me in front of the whole class, she was like, no one's going to pay you to do that. So like when Dick Down in Dallas went gold and shit, I like tagged them all in a post. I was like, I think you were wrong. You owe me an apology. Did you get an apology? I don't know. They untagged themselves. Like they removed <laughs> the tag and blocked me, but I didn't give a shit. Jeez. So yeah, that was that was a cool moment. And I don't really mean that. Like I love single mothers and teachers. Um but now the tour bus, like, that was cool. Like, my son Gibson, he he doesn't care about music. Like, he doesn't care that I play, um, even though his name's Gibson. But he asked me after he got, he came to Florida and got on the bus. Yep. And he was like, when we got done, he said, Daddy, do you think anybody else's dad in my school has a tour bus? I was like, eh, probably not. Maybe a meth lab, an RV, but not a tour <laughs> bus. <laughs> Maybe an old, old, old version of what we're riding in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but with cooking some stuff. Oh boy. But um, but yeah, dude. No, that's that's freaking freaking uh freaking awesome. And um, like it's it's been really cool. Like, oh, is there a favorite place that we you've been that you didn't know it was going to be cool? But like a show you remember? Well, out? I'm going to tell you right now. Maryland probably wasn't because I like the place, but I about died. Yeah, that bowl. That was bowl tough. kicked the shit out that of me. That bowl was tough. We spent a lot of money that night. We had a good time. Cancun Cantina. Yeah, I'm the only person that'll spend that much money and have a free tab. I don't know how I did that, but <laughs> very giving person. Yeah, yeah, I'm friendly when I'm drunk, but ah, oh, man, I like like thinking back, like all because we've been to a lot of fucking places. I think probably my I, I really enjoyed Auburn Radio. That's a lot of people. Yeah, you saved that you you know that kid. We gave him a guitar, and that old man, that drunk old man, yeah, took what, it. <laughs> yeah, what? That's the that's what that's the second time you've done that on tour. Third? Yeah. Oh, uh, I've given three away. One was to our, a friend of ours, you know. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it's, I think it's just what. Fun. What is it about giving the guitar to the kids? When I was little, I used to get really irritated because 
you know, we had what we needed growing up, but we didn't have the money to just buy nice guitars. You know, they couldn't, that was something that had to be special years of work, you know. And my family always found a way to make sure I had instruments, you know, to practice on. But I would see Garth Brooks smash $3,000 guitars. And it just, it would piss me off because there was, I was a kid at home going, I'd love to have that. Yeah. Whether they're props or not, you know, you don't know that at home. So I was like, if I'm ever in the position to give away some, give kids shit, then I'm going to do it. Well, I won't do it if I'm drinking either, though. Like, if I'm. If it's a party show, I'm not going to do it because yeah. they'll be like, oh, he was drunk. But, but if there's a kid in the front row at a, at a rodeo or a mud bog yeah. or, or a club show. You'll, when you see you know. some a kid, like a 9 or 10-year-old, 11-year-old kid sitting there all night just singing every word, like, like you, they're just watching. Like you know you. they're going to remember this moment for a long, you, long you, time. To me, you have that opportunity to change something in them. If they have a bad childhood, you know, if they're abused, if they're, if they're not having a good home life, you can do something simple where they're like, hey – Maybe I can do something. Yeah. You know, so it's not anything cool. Like, I don't want credit for it. Like, I just, I wish somebody would sponsor me. Like, even if it wasn't just to give away guitars, you know, like, hey, man, let's just give a bunch of kids guitars. Yeah. And hopefully no 73-year-old drunk person's behind them and snatches them. Yeah, oh. that that drove me that drove me a little nuts too when that happened. I made sure. I was <laughs> yeah, like, you did. I got right out there. Well, I was thinking, I was like, it doesn't look good if I just freaking dive bomb off stage into this dude because you know i got a little bit of a temper so yes but i was like well then i saw you you're like hey motherfucker yeah it's the kids i was like oh he's tour manager and the shit out of this show had to straight straighten out bubba um (laughs) but um when was your when was the first time you came to nashville tennessee Ooh, how old were you i mean i like, not, a, not a far drive from Birmingham. Nah, it's, so. Well, it's supposed to be three hours, but, dude, when you get to Coleman and Huntsville, I don't know what the fuck they're doing. They just stop. <laughs> it's like, look, looking at the uh, NASA rocket. Yeah, it's an hour and 23 minutes and then of, you know, stop traffic, and then you get up there, and it's not, there's nothing there. It's like, oh, wow, look at the rest area with a rocket at it. That's nice. But uh, I started coming in. I mean, I've been here, you know, when I was younger, but I started coming up here like, Six or seven, no, more than about eight or nine years ago. And then I met some people, and then I'd played this thing at work play and met Tracy. And she started putting me on rights and writers rounds here years ago. And I did that for a while and started playing those and writing, but I just kind of got burnt out for a little while. Um, So I stopped and just went back to doing it in Birmingham and then now it's fresh again you know it's fun i met really cool writers here you know and i come up you put me on your rounds yeah you just meet when you don't know anyone it's kind of hard just to come here and say hey you're gonna write with me and they're like Who but are i you? feel like a guy like you doesn't have a hard time doing that maybe you did when you first started coming here but now it's like you you're, you're not afraid to talk to anybody you're, you're oh no you're yeah social, i'll talk to anybody social fucking butterfly like that little fat thing from bugs life that becomes the butterfly and yeah starts flying yeah dude um. <laughs> i'd probably be a ugly ass butterfly but I'd try it probably. You'd be a fucking moth. Oh, dude. Be a jumbo sized moth. I'd be one of them cockroaches. What what animal would you be in the animal kingdom? Man. Well, honestly, and then what would you want to be? Like honestly, okay. what do you th- what do you what, what do you think? What would I you are? be? Oh, dude. I would be What do I look like? I'd probably be like a giraffe mix like one of them skinny ass long haired dogs. Um, but if I if I could pick, yeah, if you could be a fucking animal, what would you be, Terry? I'd probably be a rat. They fuck. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'd I, be a tiger. 
live on Joe Exotics. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't orange. be a white tiger. That'd been orange tiger. Orange tiger, Bengal tiger. Yeah, yeah, I would be one of those, and like probably be owned by Mike Tyson. Yeah, do you ever do you ever see um going back to the comedy thing? You ever see uh, what the hell is his name? Cat Williams. Yeah, you ever see his bit on the tiger in San Francisco. Yeah, I. I wasn't ever really a fan, especially when he fought like that 13 year old kid. I was yeah, like, dude, well, I'll beat the well, shit out of you. Well, yeah, because he's about the size of the 13 year old kid. I'm a dick, kid. yeah. <laughs> can I yes. say that on here? You can say whatever Sorry, you well want. Sorry, Welltel. You can say whatever you can say whatever you they want. They just to. pulled all their sponsorships. No, no. If they were gonna if they were gonna pull sponsorships for ridiculous shit, we would have I'm drinking Trailside Light beer right trail now. Trailside light beer. There you go. No, they won't give me a sponsorship. Oh, we got video now. No, yeah, we do have video. Um what's your um what was I gonna say? What's your? Because you'll you'll pretty much like drink anything. You'll you'll accept shots and drinks. And all. What's your like? I don't want to fucking drink this tequila. Tequila. I, we have a video where we played at Ten Roof one night. And this girl kept bringing me te- tequila, and I grabbed the cup and I was like, "I'm not fucking drinking that." And Trey left it in the. It makes me do stupid shit. Like, I mean, I'll do stupid. shit. I was gonna say yeah, I'll do that sober, but. No, me and Ryan Nelson, what did we drink one night? We drank something and ended up naked in Florida, jumping in bushes, jumping in bushes for no reason. So I remember hearing about that. I wasn't there to witness. Yeah, where were you in our underwear? Um, <laughs> but yeah, we. I think we were drinking. Uh, it might have been tequila. Nelson drinks tequila. I think that's what he was giving me. You know, Ryan wants me to party with him on his terms. But when I want him to party with me, he goes to bed. So I'm really kind of angry at him right now. He's lucky he writes good songs. Yeah. When did you first did you first meet him through all this? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. So you had not known Ryan Nelson? No. Everybody time. told me for like three years, like, dude, you gotta hang out with Ryan. You and Ryan Nelson would be just firing gasoline. And I finally met him, and they were right. Yeah. Last time we got drunk together, we beat each other up outside the bus. I remember that. We were that. bare-knuckle boxing and kicking. I remember that, and him and Alex were throrong the football 70 yards on the football 70 <laughs> yeah. yards. Yeah, we beat each other up. And then, what, two weeks ago, me and Mitch beat each other up. You guys just wrestled. I have that one on Yeah, video. we just wrestled. Was that was terrible. That, that was not my proudest moment. No, it was, it was not, a, not a place to be proud. It was a stupid shit. Oh, yeah, dude. Strip club parking lot. <laughs> Can I say that on here? You can say whatever you okay. want, Terry. It's I like, didn't know if what's that company called the FCC. What do they do? I don't have an FCC. That's okay. why I don't. That's why I like this over radio. When I was doing radio, I was introducing like soccer mom songs. Like, yeah, I, I was like today's hits, yesterday's favorites, Magic ninety eight point three. Here's the latest song from Bruno fucking Mars. You oh know? yeah, that's what I used to do. Talk to. I used to jack off to that channel. Really? I think I'm proud. Yeah, it makes me feel to. good. Oh, dude! If I was gonna New York, I love. I know you're from New York. Yeah. What? Yeah. What was? What have your New York experiences been like? Because you're a lot of people shit on you. Hell, I, I love New York. York. See, I like New York more now. I finally like got to go out in the city as an adult. Because you go when you're like field trip, you don't appreciate it. I used to joke with my mom like, why can't the city just float away to England? They got all the taxes, they got all the fucking people, all the fucking crime. Like, why can't the city just float away? And then we're, we're New York State. I but, can see that living but, there growing but up. Now, there. But then you, be, you go down here, you leave it, and then you realize why people say it's the greatest city. Dude, out there. I love it. I, I went there three years ago in April, and we went for a while. And um, I went. I stayed in Manhattan. I went to Catskills. I just loved everything about it. I like like that Eric Rhineback. Yeah. It's like Alabama, but up north yeah. with snow. Yes. They have really country things there, and then they have you. And I like the party, like the big, you know how I am. Like yeah. I like the bars. I like the restaurants. I like the party life. Um, Not a huge fan of Chicago, but 
New York's like people say fuck New York and California all the time. I like both of those places. Yeah. So just because they're different. Well, New York has every station you could want, so they don't care about play the top forty. They love going to a lo- local little dive bar and hearing. Somebody write songs. Yeah, like I've been to comedy clubs in New York. I've they love the, comedy. I've been to the Comedy Cellar. I've been to Dangerfields. I went to Dangerfields after my, my prom night because what we used to do, and I didn't drink at all in high school, which is probably why I developed the problem because I went balls to the wall when I started. But anyway, um, we would go into the city. We'd take party buses. Yeah. There'd be parents, idiot parents, that would take the liabilities <laughs> of putting a bunch of 16 and 17-year-old kids, guys and girls, on these buses with fucking stripper poles oh, and shit. everything. you know somebody's getting finger jammed on that. Dude, thing. I was there. I saw it. It was wild. You're knuckle deep. I wasn't. I plead the fifth. But <laughs> um, but we, uh, we'd go into the city and we'd do like, there was one night somebody's mom or dad or somebody some they got together they rented out a whole fucking like nightclub like a whole section of the nightclub mm. and they put all of us in there but we would go like into the city and just like do that so that was my only experience until recently yeah I partied with chris and got into like brooklyn got into chinatown which yeah. was funny i got my 20 dollar rolex, rolex i'll show yeah. you my 20 dollar rolex uh like when we went to new york my sister went with me and it's funny because they stereotype i'm gonna tell you how they stereotype we walk by my sister does buy like she likes the louis vuitton purses she buys the fancy shit but the real ones so we go out in the street and this one of the guys out there in chinatown was like hey 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 white man and i turn around he was like I sell your sister this Gucci purse. I sell you cocaine. I was like, hey, motherfucker. Yeah. Don't do I that. was like, well, I hope the cocaine's not like the Gucci purse because that shit's fake. Yeah, yeah. It's $18. Dude. Yeah, dude. There's some wild shit up there, man. It's it's crazy. Now, would you, what do you think? I mean, where's a place that we haven't done a show yet that you want to go and, and do? I want to go to New England. I want to go to New York. I want to go to California. I want to go to Canada. Canada would be really cool. I've never been to Canada. You, you've been out of the country, right? I haven't right? been to Canada, though. Yeah, I've been out of the country, but I haven't been to Canada. See, I've never been out of the country. Yeah, period. my favorite place ever is Jamaica. Really? Love it. Just the chill? Food, the food, the people. They like. I'd go on the beach, and I bought a guitar while I was there. I also got stung by a stingray. I stepped on one on my honeymoon. And I had to go to a little Jamaican doctor hospital thing. They gave me some sketchy dope, but I took it. Uh, just kidding. I don't do the drugs. Drugs. Uh, but Jamaica was fun because you go to the beach and they would try to teach me Bob Marley songs if I would teach them Sweet Home Alabama. So it's like, I'm sure they didn't want to be playing Bob Marley songs and I didn't want to play Sweet Home Alabama. Yeah. So, but it was fun. I loved it. The food was great. The people were nice. TV was a little sketchy. I don't know about that. Yeah. They just had like rap, low budget rap videos all night long. Oh boy. But we stayed in a resort, so it was really nice, you know. But I like traveling, man. I like, I want to just go to all the big cities. Like, we need to go to Boston. We haven't been to Boston yeah. yet. And the song, that's like the best line, you know. Yeah. We got a good demographic up there. Yeah. Some lovely men. Den- Denver would be cool. You just want to go to Denver, dude, for one reason. You don't care about music. No, I think I think Denver to me is it's a fast-growing city like Nashville. It I is. like I like mountains. And like you like places. deep throat and joints. And I love I love my trail side. Yeah. So it's like Do they sell trail side in Denver? No, they don't need it. <laughs> well, I mean, you can take it up there. Look, dude, they sponsor you. Let's take this shit up there. We can do it. I mean, they do tour packages. Yeah, don't cock block trail side. They they package uh they handle Job's uh touring. Oh, do they? Yeah, they give him tour packages. Well, that's fitting. Yeah, exactly. I like old Job. Getting high. 
Um, but um, speaking of uh, things we like, uh, your new project, uh, do we have a title for it? Like, was, that's kind of why we, we got you on here because it'd be a fun fucking conversation. Uh, I'm probably going to name it somebody else's name and put a pretty girl on the album cover. I haven't decided which girl I'm going to name it yet, but. Like, no, is there a song that realistically, like, are there are there some of these songs, songs that I know? Because, like, uh, a lot of the songs you play at rounds are songs that. Yeah, I'm doing, um, like, Loving You Ain't Wrong. That's one. And the yeah. dude today on the fucking piano, Gabe Klein. Oh, I don't even know how you get that good at any instrument. Like, yeah. him, the guys playing on this thing, I don't know how you get that good, but they killed it. Um, we're doing maybe there. Uh, I don't. Uh, you might have heard that. We're doing Rainbow's End. Um, Are you so you're redoing some stuff that you've? Yeah, had I'm redoing too. I'm redoing Cocaine and Jesus and Oh, thank God, Rainbow's End. Yeah, I like. I'm not saying it was sounded shitty in the recording. No, we got. I mean, I, De Blasio. Cocaine. You know, we got to do it for him. <laughs> My stepdad does love that. Song. Yeah, not the shitty De Blasio. The going. <laughs> Yeah, the uh, the the true real the de real de Blasio. We're doing um, what else are we doing? We're doing uh, good last name. It's actually um, we're probably gonna have a special guest on that one. It's a song I wrote um, when my dad died, and it was talking about growing up, you know. And he pretty much just said, "You don't need money and fame. You just need to work hard and do your thing." And he was like, "I don't have. I can't give you any money." but I've given you a good last name. So it's up to you to do what you want with it. Yeah. You know, so I wrote that and uh, Trey likes it a lot. So we're, you know, we're going to do some cool things. There's some cool people that are going to play on it and sing on it. Like yeah. I said, the guitar players, Ben Miller and Dave Elder. Yeah. And um, the guitar me. Gideon Bowley are, they're just insane guitar Yeah, players. they know what they're doing, man. It's I'm very excited to to hear it all and and see it all as it kind of develops and and the process of you getting your own shit out there is really cool and it's it's been it's it's a lot of fucking fun, dude. It is. I just got to get better at a lot of things like putting shit online, doing well, the yeah, social well, your media thing stuff. Is you, your just, thing your thing is you don't like bullshit. You don't like commercialism and that's what a yeah. lot of that is. I mean, it, it's important though. That's it is important. I've learned that that's recently. The thing. It, it is it very is important. And you got to play the game a little bit. Yeah. I just, I'm happy if there's 10 people listening to my stuff. I'm happy and grateful for those 10 people, you know. Yeah. I, I, but I mean, I would love to have a lot of followers or listeners, you know. Um, it would mean a lot, but it'll get there, I think, you know. You keep working and just do, just, just be genuine and it'll work. Yeah. But what, I'm happy about it. What's something you would, you would tell, um, Five year ago, Terry. So you're 35. I'm 35. Yeah. So 30 year old Terry playing chip bar gigs with Mr. McElwain over here, Mr. Trey Lewis. What would you tell yourself? Uh, don't take yourself so seriously, and play and learn because you want to. Don't try to play like other people. Just I spent so long being like I'm not like this guy. Or I need to be like this guy. When really you don't. Just be your fucking self. Like compete with yourself each night. Not Ben smokes my ass on guitar. I'm not trying to compete with Ben. I just want to be better on Saturday than I was on Friday. Yeah, and just always learn. Well, try to again, learn. well, again, it's diff- everybody has their part. It's mm-hmm. it's it's a whole show. It's yeah. not just guys playing in the background for and for an artist. Like you guys all bring your own little parts to the yeah. table. Ben does his thing on guitar. You do your thing on guitar. Beginning of the show when, when long list of X's yeah. is going and you're freaking holding the thing up just going. That's one of my favorite parts of the whole fucking night. I'm Mine like, too. I hope he does that. I hope Ben fucking slides his oh, fingers across the fretboard. Let me tell you something board. right quick. That's Fuck one of my Ben favorites. Miller. All right, I do this little party <laughs> trick and I hold my guitar up and start playing it. Well, this asshole one night decides. He's like, 
He looks over at me and smiles and throws a pick. Ben throws a pick if you're doing a good job, okay? Yeah. So it's if like, you don't get any picks it's that like a, night, it's like a treat. you're getting some damn show notes, okay? <laughs> Let me tell you something. You're getting a show note, okay? If he throws a pick at you, you're like, all right, motherfucker, I made it tonight. But Ben, I put, hold my guitar up. You know, I'm playing on my head. Ben turns his guitar like upside down and around and starts fretting it like a piano. Yeah, I've seen him do that. And I was like, you piece of shit. <laughs> I went home and tried to do it secretly. Yeah, that ain't happening. No, but but again, it's the the energy and the headbang. And another, another one of my favorite parts of the show, and you usually say it's about a show you don't like, is the end. Um, <laughs> when you guys are rocking out, I very much enjoy watching you guys. I got to go to the chiropractor now because of that end yeah, of the show. Yeah, my Mitch, neck. Mitch cool. I'm sure, is all fucked up. I'm sure he's all, Matt's all fucked up. Ben, ben used to probably headbang with his long hair, so now he just fucking, he just does it with his with his short thing he's got. Yeah, I've been trying to get him to grow his hair back out, but he won't do it. Imagine all three of you guys with long ass hair that we See, put ben Miller, and Trey in wigs. You'll probably listen to this in eight weeks, but <laughs> if you had long hair again, we could really put on a show. It's you holding me back, man. Nah. Oh, man. I love Ben, dude. He's funny. His dad jokes are hilarious. Yeah. He said a lot of them today. I'm sure he did. You guys had how many hours together? Uh, we got there at nine. We left at seven. So it's a 10 hour day. Yeah, lots of dad jokes in 10 hours. That's like a half a ride from Texas. Dude, let me tell you what. <laughs> I sang so bad today. Luckily, today wasn't the vocal day. Matt took me out last night, like on a date, and he got me drunk. I know he did. Yeah, you were there. I was there. And then I had to hang out with Boston Mike. That dude is cool as shit. Boston Mike is... I I, I don't want to like him because I'm, New, <laughs> You're I'm New Matt York. from New York, and he's... Boston Mike. Oh, I'm but sitting here he's... staring at this Yankee bullshit on the wall. Yeah, well, well, dude, you gotta like the uh, the what we got. So that poster right there, that's actually um, or that uh, that bridge right there. Mm-hmm. What's kind of funny about that now that I'm like recognizing it more? That's similar to the view from my brother's apartment. Oh, really? Has. I yeah, love that bridge. Yeah, I've that's walked that. Yeah, I believe it's either the Triborough, it's the the Manhattan. It's one of those bridges. But I found that when I first moved to town, I was living in Spring Hill. Yeah, and somebody threw that in the. I was sitting out of the dumpster. It was on my first night. I took I I took the trash out to be a good room, oh, new roommate. Threw that away. Yeah, somebody had that sitting by the dumpster. So I was like, "Fuck it, I'm taking that." I and gotta like, say though, you that's I mean. Muscadine's album looks cool as shit. Yeah, it does look cool. I'm Is hoping... that one of the uh, the rare ones? The that's few one prints. Of the, that's one of the one of the vinyls. Yeah, that's one of the. So you took have... that when some fan could have had that. Wasn't there no, only like three hundred of them? They gave that. They say, Matt, thanks for being a champion, dude. Charlie, take that shit back, dude. <laughs> Give it to a fan. This guy, y'all got better burial now, anyway. <laughs> Shout out to Brad Curry. Yeah, then we got the Whiskey Jam thing. We got Morgan, our old, old Wallen. That was actually, that was right before all the crazy shit happened with him. That was right yeah. as the double album came out. Uh, Nikki T took me as his plus one. I had to put Dude, what it. was I, that? 38 weeks at number one? That's crazy. Yeah. number No, it's number. Uh, it was the most played album of any genre this year. Wow. Which is pretty fucking cool. To see. Tyler Swift's about to fuck that up. Yeah, we'll I'm see. I'm just kidding. I, I don't, don't know. I don't even listen to Spotify. No? I try. No, I don't pay for it. Like every time they try to give me a bunch of damn commercials. So how do you consume your music? On YouTube or something. On YouTube. Yeah, I'll pirate it. I'm just pirate kidding. I, I was. Just, I used to when I was. No, my... I do have a Spotify, but I have like if you don't pay for it. Oh it, no, not premium Spotify. Yeah, and they just play like 
So my mom has Spotify. Celtic music my mom, for no reason. My mom has Spotify on her phone, and she doesn't pay for premium. I'm like, Mom, what the fuck are you doing? She's like, I don't know. What do, and I'm trying to pull up you. She's like, show me some of your friends, and I can't even play songs. What it does is you pull up the artist, and you yeah. play, and it just shuffles. Play somebody all. like them. Yeah. And it's like, I do have somebody Spotify. I don't know whose I have, but I'm logged into someone's. Probably Mitch's. Uh, no, no, Mitch. Let me tell you something about Mitch. He's Mitch, a funny guy, but if Mitch doesn't want you to do something, he's not going to do it just because people want him to he doesn't do peer pressure i mean well sometimes but we'll leave that out of here <laughs> oh man so so the project you hoping to have it out by next year oh dude yeah I'll what probably, are we thinking i don't know um we got to do the vocals uh, i i really don't know ben's gonna tell me tomorrow i'm actually this is first thing i've ever recorded that i've actually been excited about though those guys not even for me, just the way they played. Matt slept today during the same song, okay? they It was like three hours apart. He fell asleep during one song. And then like three hours later, they were adding piano or organ or something, steel guitar, and he fell asleep again. So I'm almost like about to take that shit off. Like, how do you go to sleep twice on one song? I bored maybe, him that much. Maybe it's soothing him. I don't know. Maybe, was he drinking Miller Lite? No, we, I just now, this catch, is the first time I drank. Well, not you. I'm talking about him. No, he wasn't drinking. We were driving. Yeah. We were driving. We don't drink and drive. You Matt don't? has 17 DUIs. Yeah, I know. We, we got to figure out something else when we go to Canada. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're not like, he is not getting into Canada. I'm going to go ahead and tell you. He's going to have to play Zoom. Trey Bonner's going to play drums. Oh, geez. Merch and drum king. Oh, dude. He'll be the best. That's what I'm saying. He'll just step up clutch. Trey Bonner's like uh, like that utility player in baseball. He's like Jimmy Lyrics or like... I'm Trey Bonner's to... actually got a really good voice and he's a good writer. I know. He doesn't fucking But if it. you ask him, he... You know how many times I've tried to get that little guy to play a writer's round? Oh, dude, I'll put you him know, in my fucking pocket and bring him up there. You know how many times I have tried to be like, Trey Bonner, come here. Like, Because there was that one night he played, I forget if it was like he played it on his, off his phone. I think he might have played it on guitar. It was actually in, um, I think it was in Pensacola. Yeah. Or it was in, It was that weekend that we had, it was one of the, no, it was one of the bus weekends. So was I it? remember when he was. No, it was Av- was it was Avondale or Coyote Joe's or one of the. It was that, I mean, for real, you've done named every show we played this year. Just let's give it up, okay, and say you did it. Well, he did it. Yeah. He did it, and he's good. He just wrote a song with Ryan Nelson that's really good. Yeah, Ryan played it the other night on my guitar, so I'm famous as fuck now. <laughs> he tuned it to standard too, and I didn't even know how to play it anymore. You know, I don't do that. I can't sing that high, so I have to write stuff really low. Yeah, you can. You can sing a lot higher than Ryan Nelson can. No, dude. Yeah, you can. Ryan's just got that character in his voice. He does have. He has yeah. character all over Like the place. other night when he walked out on stage with a Ron DeSantis flag, that was great. It was wild. I loved it. That guy's a character. I'm glad. I'm glad he made it back for Friends in Low Places. Yeah, that well, was a close call. He was out there doing the Lord's work. That was a that was a stressful like 15 minutes for me. Oh, dude, it didn't last 15. No, it, minutes. no, it, it did like, last 15 oh, minutes it? because it happened two songs before. I was like, "You better get your ass back here." He's like, "I don't know if I'm gonna make it, bro." Oh, Ryan, you dirty motherfucker! And then I got on the talk back and told you guys, Ryan ain't gonna make it. And you guys were all giggling about where he was, and then he showed back up right as you guys started. Right as he Trey did. started talking, he came in there giggling, and then Trey was like, "Didn't think he you was like, gonna make it, but <laughs> that was I'll probably show up drunk." <laughs> Do you think he's actually? Do you think if we were to put him up for mayor, he could actually? It could actually get like some. Well, look at this fucking competition. Yeah, he'll win. <laughs> That'd be great. I don't even think he's old enough. Is how old do you have to be to be married? I don't know. Well? I think he's like a year shy. Well, maybe we just got to keep working on it. Oh, Ryan, yeah, 
Everybody likes Ryan. That's what I'm saying. I don't know of anybody that hates Ryan Nelson. No, I'm not even gonna mention the mayor's name right now. Just but. like I don't just I mean, yeah, that's something you and him have in common. Like you guys get I, I and Trey Bonner, like you guys brighten up the rooms. Well, I don't know about all that. I think so. Yeah, right. I, I always I always enjoy hanging out with you guys. You like, didn't one real. night. One night you you were mad at me. Well, one, I mean, when you're, it's like being in the car with your family for yeah. hours at a time, and sometimes you butt heads with your older brother, your little brother, yeah, your right. crazy uncle, your cousin brother thing. I don't know. Like Matt McElwain tells everybody, he's like, dude, if you let Terry know a joke bothers you, he's gonna crack on you the whole damn day. Yeah, and but then, the, but then the sun will set and the sun will rise. But I'm also fine with up. people cracking on me. Too. Yes, I and that's my it, thing is you know. I'm used to growing up with ball busting. I'll yeah. dish it back to you. Oh, I like your brother. I think your brother now, like he's real. That motherfucker's like Forrest Gump. He just runs for no reason. Oh, my little brother. Oh yeah, I yeah. think he should come in and beat the shit out of you. He said you used to beat the hell out of him for no reason. Well, the thing was, I would try to beat him up. I'd get a couple good shots, and then he'd run. And he was a cross country kid. And I, I don't, I'm not built for speed oh, or endurance. I oh, know you're and built so, for like endurance of eating shit or yeah, something yeah, like yeah 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 um, if you want to sit down smoke weight eat a bunch of shit and cry that's real <laughs> he'll just cry for no reason oh, he'll man. have a breakup not even have a girlfriend oh, i'm just kidding real <laughs> god damn it you want to you want to you want to play something no no you don't no, want to play I've been anything singing all day and um they wouldn't like it anyway i just want them to hear it when the real musicians are playing it Okay, well, where can people go to find you? You got to plug the... Oh, real quick, I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit, right. too. Go ahead. How big is it? Uh, my bank account? I'm no, literally, no, right now, I got like no, $7.08. No, 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 no. Not the fucking bank account that somebody drained in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Oh, yeah. Um, man, fuck that guy. Ugh, fuck that guy. I don't fucking give out your phone to someone. That's, well, that's your own damn you know, fault. That's what happens. I'm not going to say Trey's joke. <laughs> Yeah, I know. We'll say it off the mic. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, how big? Like, what? What? When did? When did BDT become a thing? Uh one night in Arkansas, I got drunk as shit, and Matt and Trey were fucking with me like for two days. They just kept like I was pissing in a stall. Trey would hold his phone over the stall. Matt would, even Matt never does this, but that week he did because he was drunk. They just kept messing with me, so I just said, oh, hell with it. I got butt naked and ran and started chasing Matt around. I didn't know Trey was Snapchatting it to everybody on his list. And it went out, and that's where Big Dick Derek came from. How many years ago was that? Five, four. Okay, so it's been a thing for It a was minute. so bad, like, either I had people adding me for fun, like they liked the idea of it, and then I had half the people were like, that's so offensive. I'm like, I didn't fucking send it. So I had to delete my old Snapchat and make another one. But Trey has stocked it back up, too. It shows. Well, yeah. I mean, he, he announced it's part of the show. It Terry, is. Terry Adams, too, if you want to know why. <laughs> Christ. I, I'm about to start an OnlyFans, too. I'm th- I already got one, but it's under a fake name just so I can troll people. But um, I used to have a Tinder back when we played cover shows, and it was a sexy friend. I didn't, it wasn't me. I just put my friend on there because he was ripped. Yes, you just put it. You just you just were so joking. when we had a were, show, I wanted people joking. to show up. So I would just everybody I match with, I would say, "Hey, I'm going to be at so and so tonight." When oh, they're coming looking, yeah, for they this would guy. show up, and he wasn't there. They'd just be looking around. You'd watch them, and I'm like, "Look at this dumb motherfucker." <laughs> that is. <laughs> then that they is banned it. my account. That sounds. But TikTok does the same thing to me. They ban everything I do. Really? Yeah. Uh, so what's the best social media for you? Because I've, I've seen you get flagged on Twitter too. Like, where oh, the fuck does a guy like you go? 
Like, how are you going to put yeah, up Yeah, if this? you get flagged how, on Twitter, you're doing how, something. How are you going to... Yeah, you're the president of the United States. But how <laughs> how do you, how, the, how the hell are you going to promote this album? Like, oh, what dude. are you going to do? I'm going to promote it on Backpage and Craigslist and uh, Instagram. Instagram. Yeah, I'm probably going to just make my friends with a lot of followers promote it, really. But I got Terry Adams Music uh, on everything. And on Twitter, it's Terry Adams Music with a K because they deleted my old account with a C. So I had to... Put a K on the end. And then if they delete this one, you should do Terry Adams music, but with a Z instead of an S. In yeah, music. like, I just... Just and change I do, little things. I only get on Twitter when I'm really drunk. I, I know. Yeah. I've, I've, I've Mainly been, troll I Matt think, McKinney. I think I kind of taught you some yeah. Twitter stuff you, one day. I didn't know. I didn't have one. And I barely even go on Twitter. I say stupid shit on Twitter, Yeah, you too. did. And I get on there. My favorite thing to do is mess with Matt McKinney on there. Because I can mess with Matt because he's a great writer. So, so, we, so, so this is going to be dropping, obviously, on Monday. Okay. Big game tomorrow. How bad do you guys... How bad are you going to lose? Uh, well, I'm not playing, so I won't lose at all. <laughs> I am an Alabama fan by default. But Georgia's probably going to beat the shit out of them. See, I kind of want to bet five bucks on Alabama. I don't even have five bucks, dude. I ain't betting you shit, okay? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just, I don't have a podcast with sponsors. I'm saying in the goddamn sports books, like, I want to I throw five bucks on. I'm going to throw, like, 20 bucks on Georgia. Uh, dude, just bet whoever whoever McKinney bets for, bet against. That's well, well, your win. Not, well, he might bet Alabama because there was one night, there was one day I went to brunch with him. And I was like, we we had both just started kind of getting into the sports gambling. Yeah. He's obviously gone a little bit further with it than I have. Uh, he bets on curling. <laughs> he does. Um, and badminton. Well, yeah, maybe not that. But, uh, uh, I don't know. But uh, women's basketball for sure. But, um, but yeah, so um, I told him, I'm like, hey, like, uh, Georgia's going to win today, right? And he's like, yeah, that looked pretty good. And I'm like, I'm going to throw him some money on him. He's like, don't fucking bet on Georgia. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, don't bet on Georgia. You lose money. I'm like, oh, you're just fucking me. I bet on Georgia, and they fucking lost. They lost. They got upset by somebody. So it's like, I don't know if I want to bet. Like, he might not bet on Georgia. He loves the bets. So he might bet on Alabama. He might. He might. Just for Georgia to win. Who knows what that guy will do, okay? Who knows what McKinney will do? You know what he did see? He did see Santa fucking, uh, he did see Mama fucking Santa Claus. I did. That's great. He sent it to me yesterday, and <laughs> yeah, I laughed. Him last... and Joy Bath wrote that. Yeah, he sent it, to us, he sent oh, it to us last night yeah. on, on your, my, my and five. And he sent it to me after that, yeah, too. My, my, like... my, my five-star Uber ride home for you. Oh, thank you, dude. Dropping I don't you even... off in fucking God knows where. Oh, that was fucking rough. That was weird. But whatever. Party was weird, man. Yeah, it wasn't, dude. <laughs> yeah, I'd have rather gone to jail. I don't say that. We need you. That's part of my job. Well, well, we're, we're off the clock right now, but when we're out there, yeah. part of my job is making sure you and you and uh, Hosscat stay yeah. stay all right. Stay with the Lord. Yeah, we'll stay with the Lord. And it's funny, y'all are always the first ones at the band call. We so. are. Right. If, you don't, if you don't go to sleep, you can't be late. That's right. <laughs> It's a method of the mass. All right, man. So Terry Adams Music, Terry Adams 2 on Snapchat, Terry Adams Music on Facebook. You got a website still? Ah, uh, probably not. I don't use that thing. No, let's not do websites. I'm going to build a new one. You're going to build a new one. I'll probably get Bonner to build me one soon. Hell yeah. Bonner, Bonner's Builders. There yeah, you go. That's right. Bob, Bob, fuck Bob the Builder. We got Bonner the Builder. Oh, Bonner's he Beaver busting. <laughs> oh, Christ. <laughs> but um, no, dude, for real, thank you for yeah, coming on and doing this. Thanks for and, having uh, me. Dude, it was it was awesome to have you. And like I said, I know we we give each other a hard time yeah. a lot, but um, for real, like being out with you guys has been freaking wow. awesome. And getting to know you, dude, and having you on our rounds and all that. People love having you on the rounds because like people at Live Oak love when you're there <laughs> because you give something different. You're not just up there playing 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 a song. You're you're playing some songs in between some comedy. Yeah. And when yeah. you're up there with like our buddy Murphy Elmore and you're you're oh, yeah. curious you're, George. <laughs> 
Love he you, pushed Murphy. me up against the wall. It was weird. Uh, love, love you, Murphy. But um, anyway, y'all, make sure to check out our boy BDT Terry Adams um, on all the socials. The album it will be out sometime next year. They're in the process of recording it. I can't wait to hear some of the uh, some of the stems, some of the demos that come from it, and all that. And uh, you follow him on social media. You, you follow him on Snapchat. Maybe you find out just how big it is. You know. So make sure you guys keep an eye on Terry Adams. Uh, new music coming. He's got some songs up there. Let's get those fifteen monthly listeners up to like forty or fifty. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah. Make sure you guys check out Whaletail Media as well, Trailside CBD, promo code ITR, and our friends at Saxman Studios. Uh, this will be actually, I think, one of our last episodes for the year. We might have another one or two coming. So, uh, yeah. But thank you guys, as always, for listening, watching. Five stars only. Shout out to Whaletail for the graphics. Shout out to Mr. Matt McElwain, who I believe is an impressive six or seven Miller Lights deep in the span of an hour and 15 Ooh. minutes. Yes. He is not driving. He's sleeping on that fucking pullout couch tonight. Um, uh, that's but- the only pullout he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Matt Burrell. This has been the In The Round Podcast. Love you guys. Thank you.